Hey, what's up? Lightbolt Joe here. Today we are going to continue on with the jobs stories. So uh, the last job stories we was talking about, we were going from acting stuff to then standardized patient stuff at the different medical schools on Long Island. Now, I realized there were some jobs in between all of that, and I, I did the standardized patient stuff for a long time. I am so upset that I had to stop it, but we'll, uh, we'll get into that. So I had to... Uh, lived with my grandmother for a year in 2010 for a myriad of reasons. And then I went back to my parents' house uh, summer 2010. And then summer 2010, I started at this new daycare, um, tutor time. It's, you know, all over the place in, uh, you know, two miles from, from their house. So I was a teacher's assistant. I then, you know, ran a summer camp. And then when the school's year started, I did uh, teacher's assistant stuff again. And then I had a before school and after school program for the different kids. Now, the leadership at that time, and I don't know who's there. I don't know if the same owners of that particular location are still owning it or if they sold it, but it was an absolute shit show. I shit you not. It was pulling teeth to get answers out of people, to, to, to know what I'm supposed to do, when I'm supposed to do, like they would tell me A, but really mean B, and then I would do A, and then I'd get yelled at because I didn't do B, but they didn't tell me to do B, they told me to do A. It was just, it was an absolute nightmare, absolute nightmare. So each state has different rules when it comes to childcare. Certain states have a certain ratio that they have to adhere to. At that time in 2010, New York State had a ratio of 10 kids per one adult, right? So you could legally be in a classroom of 10 kids by yourself and that would be fine. Now, those of us who've worked in childcare or, or teaching for that matter are well versed that 10 kids is still a lot to handle depending on the level of uh, child, like, is this child someone who has special needs and is undiagnosed, right? Let's, what if this child is uh, attention deficit hyperactive disorder and is, the parent refused to test them, right? You have to juggle this child who's not receiving the proper care because you are one individual. This person, wow, that was a loud, was a loud motorcycle. This person obviously needs a one-on-one -on -one aid, but because the parent refuses to have the child tested, therefore the child does not get a one-on-one -on -one aid. So you have to pull your hair out to make sure that all the kids are safe, happy, and healthy, well-fed, clean pair of underpants, you know, if they need have a diaper, make sure the diaper's changed, all the works, right? Make sure your first aid classes are up to date, all the good stuff. So there was this one time where um, I was doing the after-school program, right? But for some reason, and I don't understand why, like I said, the leadership was an absolute joke at that present time. The after-school program had kids from the age of 5 to 12. <laughs> Let me repeat that. The after-school program, the one singular program class, had kids age 5, kindergarten, to 12, which is 7th grade. Okay? I had so many issues, especially with the other, you know, teacher that was a part of it i think there was i don't even know how many kids there were I, I remember there was always two of us at a time two teachers so that means that there had to be 20 or less kids but um different age ranges different grades different mindsets different understandings of things the 12 year olds 
obviously have some inclination of how sex is like right how, how what sex works uh different curse words and a five-year-old is not supposed to be subjected to that so number one the two age groups should have never been together first and foremost number two uh, when you're reading a book for a toddler right for a five-year-old um it's not going to bode well with the 12 year old who's watching various pg-13 or r-rated films to begin with like he has no need to hear cat in the hat when he can turn on an Avengers film or turn on a Friday the 13th film, right? It's just, it was so aggravating. So one moment, the director like pulled me aside and she's like, okay, child A cannot be in the same room as child B. And I looked at her and I said, excuse me? And she said, you heard me, child A cannot be in the same room as child B. So you and other teacher have to make sure that there's now two classes, but only that the the younger child has to be by themselves. And I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm isolating a child. Um, why am I isolating a child? And the director was like, no, you, you can't ask questions. It's, this is just, this is what I'm telling you. And I was like, uh, no, 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 no. I am put in charge of being their teacher. Ergo, I'm responsible for the well-being. If you are telling me I need to isolate a child from another child, I need to know why and what's going on. There's no legality causing you not to tell me. You're refusing to tell me. So there was a lot of fights between me and this director of the programs. Um, she was an idiot, an absolute idiot. So I, I eventually, about three days later, the, the first parent just... I don't know, was tired of having her younger child being isolated from everybody else because the kid obviously wanted to play with her friends. And uh, yeah, so it was it was a problem, which I knew, but no one would tell me anything about it. It was it was chaos. So I left that establishment. Now, of course, I had I had one kid. He was the cutest thing in the world. He was he was a bilingual kid. He, he his mom only spoke Italian to him. His dad spoke English to him. He could not say watermelon for the life of him. It always came out water lemon. And he would say, "Mr. Joe, can I have some water lemons?" And, and I'd repeat it back. He 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 eventually caught on that he was saying it wrong and he would say it to make me laugh. Loved that kid. He was the highlight of the entire, you know, many 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 school year months of that chaos. Um, so w when I actually left the place, I got a job as a standardized patient at one of the medical schools at Hofstra. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give the two weeks. Um, I'm very excited that I get to act again because I hadn't acted in a while. I will, before we end this particular episode, we'll talk about, you know, acting stuff up to this point. Um, so my catalyst, the, the main thing of me quitting on the spot. I didn't even give it two weeks at that point. It was, uh, I want to say a group of three and four year olds, right? And all the kids were separated by like fruits. I let's call this the pineapple class. I don't even remember. It was like apples, bananas, papayas, guavas, pomegranates, whatever. So let's call this the pineapple class. So the pineapple class was like three and four year olds. Okay. I had maybe, I don't know, 23, let's say, give or take kids. In this particular class, it was me, the teacher, and there had to be another assistant. So there was three of us in the class. Um, and so it's nap time. And nap time is very challenging to begin with, trying to get these kids to sleep. Uh, so then like, there was like three kids who refused to go to sleep. And 
two of them were sitting with the other two teachers while the other kids were, you know, laying down and coloring and stuff and sleeping and stuff the two kids that were with the the teacher and the other assistant were coloring at the table but this one kid didn't want to color so he wanted to like play with toys so i was like okay let me try to have him quietly play with toys while the other kids are sleeping because this kid refused to sleep so i'm playing with the kid and he's throwing cars at the other kids and i'm like oh no no this is a kid who's undiagnosed and clearly has problems, but the parents refuse to do anything about it. So I'm like, you cannot throw cars at sleeping children. So I turn my back to like pick up a toy to like put it away. And the kid wails a car at the back of my head. It hurt. It hurt. I'm genuinely shocked. I did not bleed. This is a strong four-year-old. This kid was built like an eight, eight-year-old, but he was only four years old. He was like built, right? So I'm like, oh, that that's it. That is it. So I just pointed the kid. I forced the kid to sit on the mat. I took away the cars. I think I gave him co- uh, like crayons and paper or something to to do like on his like sleeping mat or something to stay away from the kids at the table because I knew he was going to rip up their pages and to try to keep him away from the kids who were sleeping. Conveniently, there was only like 15, 20 minutes left of the nap time anyway. So the nap time stops. I then call the office and say, hey, I need someone to cover so I can go to the bathroom, which was a lie. Someone came in, so that way the ratio was still there, you know, 10 kids to to one adult. And I just stormed straight into the director's office and I said, um, we need to talk. And she's like, yeah, like, I don't like how you handled that situation. And I was like, so you were watching the situation because there's cameras in each room. And she's like, yeah, like you shouldn't have, uh, you know, took the cars away from him and given him paper and crayons because he clearly said he didn't want to color and i was like you're shitting me right now right you actively saw this kid wail a car at my head and you're telling me i shouldn't have taken the cars away from him which he, he was also throwing at other children um and you have an issue with me giving him paper and crayons i was like you threw you saw him throw a car at my head what is wrong with you so she just she was just kept reiterating herself. I shouldn't have done that. How dare I take the cars away from it? And I was like, you're, you're, you're a fucking idiot. I'm, I'm done with this place. I'm done. I'm done. You've lost your mind. If you're actively watching me get hurt, physically hurt that there's a bump on the back of my head and you didn't come in to stop the child. Thr- you didn't take him to the office. You have an issue with me giving him crayons and paper after I took his cars away. Unacceptable. Absolutely ridiculous. So I left. I left, and then all the girls, because I was the only guy working there at the time, um, they, you know, texted me and messaged me after, and they're like, oh my god, we heard what happened, we're so sorry, we're gonna miss you, you know, there's no one like you, and I was like, yeah, I'm aware that I am so fucking special that there's no one like me, so good luck to all of you. It was, it was just, it was a, it was a nightmare, it was a pain in the ass, I absolutely hated it, except the sprinkled good children that were throughout them like like i said that one kid who could only say water lemon was was an absolute gem he was an absolute gem we we liked him he was he was good but everybody else was just absolute chaos i hate it i really hope that 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 the leadership is not there anymore i know it's been over 10 years but I, i genuinely hope that the leadership is not there anymore because they were absolute idiots and i don't understand why idiots are in charge of children Right? There's the age old 
like why do some people why why are some people allowed to reproduce right if they could give a rat's ass about a kid um this is a prime example of why are some people allowed to be in charge of children when they have absolutely no idea what the fuck they're doing right good good times so i had left that to go to standardized patients in the next chapter of this saga of job story we'll talk about that um Maybe, because I realized I've been talking about this for quite some time now that I now that I think about it. But uh, yeah, childcare, good, good times, good times. I, I ran an after school program years later uh, with local kids, which was a lot of fun. But then it was a lot of cop drama and chaos with that as well, which we'll get into at another time. Um, but in the next story, in the next episode, because we're at that 12 and 40 minute mark, 12 minute, 40 second mark. Um, we're going to talk about the time that my brother and I did some background work on a film called The Greatest in 2009, which starred, or was it 2008? I don't know, 2008. I don't remember. Um, it starred Aaron Taylor Johnson, um, who was Aaron Johnson at that point, or Tara Taylor, Aaron, Alan, Aaron Taylor. Oh my God, I don't remember his original name. Because he changed it when he got married, but now he's divorced. So I wonder if he's going back to his, his original name. He plays Quicksilver in The Avengers. We we know and love him. He's also in Godzilla. And he co opposite co-star of Elizabeth Olsen in both Godzilla and The Avengers Age of Ultron. Conveniently enough. And the end of uh, Civil War, mind you. Captain America Civil War. But uh, Pierce Bronson was in it. Susan Sarandon was in it. Um, it was a two-day film. We had a film at a cemetery at one point. We had a film at a... Uh, high school we, we were just like you know aaron's friends in high school it was and aaron's actually my age it was it was a lot of fun uh filming on set our parents were there it was like it was a family event it was genuinely a family event it was just so much fun filming with my family years later we filmed together on a different project for amc which i'm so happy we did and i'm so grateful we, we were you know able to do that um god i miss filming <laughs> really miss filming so much fun, especially on a reality front or like improv front. Like it was just so much fun doing all that stuff. Uh, but opportunities, you know, sometimes you just got to be in the right place at the right time. It's just how it is. I go by the by the example of Channing Tatum, right? We know and love Channing Tatum. The He was walking down a sidewalk in Miami and an agent happened to pass him and said, Hey, you're really good looking. Did you ever think about modeling? And the rest is history. The rest is literally right place, right time. The rest is history. But I digress. So the next story, we'll talk about the time when Aaron Taylor Johnson bled on me during that film set. Um, absolutely hysterical. And I don't think many people can say that Quicksilver bled on them, but that is a true story. And we will get into that. And also we will get into the time that I uh, was standing next to Will Smith's like stand-in during Ben and Black 3 for shooting scenes in Coney Island on Coney Island uh, during during the same time period, give or take. And uh, I fist bumped Will Smith on set. I was very proud of myself. I was a little pee on nothing, but it was, it was very entertaining. So yeah, acting stories, good times. We'll talk about those next. And then eventually we'll get into standardized patient stuff and the other myriad of jobs I've had because I've had a shit ton of jobs that have led to absolutely nothing. Or in hindsight, maybe they've led to this moment of you listening to my aggravated, pissed-off fucking millennial voice talk about these wonderful jobs. <laughs> That's it for now. We will discuss this later. Mucho mahalo.